you for your participation in this worship service. Man, God is good. God is good. I don't know what false had to eat today, but false on it today. False on it today, boy, I tell you what. I want to say thank you so much for all of your prayers and uh, you've been praying for me. I know you have. That's why I'm still up here now. Still standing. I'm still here. And God is good. And I just want you to know I really and truly appreciate your prayers. You know, you you send me text messages, you call and everything. I don't want you to think I'm not grateful. I'm very grateful. Very grateful, you know. And I, I still got... A journey ahead. I don't. I don't make it a, a big private thing about my health issues or whatever. Because you know what, everybody going through something or dealing with something. And the one thing I know we all have in common: you're gonna die one day, and I'm gonna die one day. I just choose to put mine out in the open before I leave, so you ain't got nothing to worship, or mumber, and whisper about, and, and lie about after I'm gone. Some of you are going to lie anyway, but I mean, but hey, at least those of an honest heart and spirit could say, no, nah, he was open about that. Yeah. It ain't no big deal. And, and you know, it's called life. Yeah. It's called life. And, and this body is just designed, the older you get, yeah. you know, Paul's going to wear out and break down. Yeah. You, you first bought that new car, it didn't stay new forever. It didn't stay. I don't care what kind of warranty they extended. But you think about it, even with the warranty, they letting you know something can happen. Something can happen. And it's called life, folks. That's why we try to encourage you, man, live life to the highest. But most importantly, keep God first and how you're living. So when it's all said and done and whatever you may have to face down the road, you may end up laying on your back in a condition or whatever it is. You don't have to lay there talking about, I wish I would have done this. I wish I could have done this. Man, every day God bless you to wake up. He's blessing you with the opportunity to glorify him. He's blessing you with the opportunity to do something. And, you know, I'm reminded of the scripture, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And guess what? All these other things, they shall be added unto you. God just wants you to acknowledge him as being first. And, you know, what's, what's bigger than our God? Who's bigger than our God? What is it our God can't provide? Huh? Last time I checked, it all belongs to him. So who do he have to put in a request to to say I want to take this and give it to my child over here? Who's, whose permission does God have to get? No one. So folks, live life. Live it. But live it most importantly first for God. And you can still have fun. You can still enjoy life. But the beauty of it all, you live it right on this side, you can live it right for eternity on the other. You can say, I lived a good life on this side, but not necessarily in alignment with God. And it's going to be hell to pay on the other side. We just encourage you to live it right in God's sight on this side. Yes, Don't allow the devil to tempt you and cause you to believe you're missing something Amen. out there in that world. Right. There's nothing out there you're missing. Amen. Let me say that again. There's nothing out there that you're missing. Can, can, I, can I say something to my college folks getting ready to leave? Ain't nothing out there you're missing. Amen. Nothing. Right. Nothing. Fear God. Keep his commandments. For what? That's the whole duty of man. That's our whole being and purpose. To serve God. To glorify God. Amen. So I just wanted to share that. I just wanted to share that uh, and let you know how grateful and how appreciative I am. You know, because I have my moments, folks. I have my moments and I'm sure I have some more. 
But you know what? I'm not going to stop trusting God. And I'm not going to stop coming to church. I'm not. Hey. Hey. Man, let me tell you. I know what an ark of safety is. So just keep on praying. I'm going to keep praying for you. And you know what? Together we'll make this thing. We're going we're gonna to make this journey. Is that all right? I mentioned in the first service that our lesson topic today is the significance of the first day of the week. The significance of Sunday. We live in some times now where Sunday just doesn't carry the same respect it used to carry. I can, rem- I can remember growing up as a young boy. Man, everything was closed on Sunday. It was just, and I'm not just talking about, it wasn't just the focus of the Church of Christ. All denominations, everybody, they, they had regards to Sunday as just a day of worship. But because of greed, because of money, folks, I'm just going to tell it like it is, because of money. I remember growing up, there used to be a law called a blue law. That's when uh, all businesses were closed and everything. But then they passed a law and said, well, we're going to start allowing some businesses to open up at 12. Because they figure, hey, if you went to church, you should be out by 12. So we'll let the businesses open at 12. It It wasn't but a couple of years after that. They said, well, look. I didn't realize people would shop so much on a Sunday. We need to open up before 12. Because everybody don't go to church. So they got rid of the blue law. So everything started opening up on Sundays. And now, you know, everybody wanted to get into the mix. And I can remember growing up, man, schools would never schedule anything on a Sunday. Other activities and everything, people just had respect for the first day of the week. But now it seems like whenever jobs and schools and corporations or whatever, whenever they want to schedule something, guess what two days of the week they always target? Wednesday and Sunday. When, I remember the time growing up, you know, even the school system respected Wednesday. Yeah. They weren't scheduling no meetings, no conferences, nothing on Wednesday because it was, in the, it was in the mindset of people that, man, Wednesday has just been set aside as one of those days that people go to church. Yeah. And I use the term go to church. And people respected that. But now it has gone even further. Now people really just don't care at all about Sunday. Jobs don't care about it. But let me say this. Often and many times people complain about having to work on Sunday. There's a difference in volunteering to work on Sunday and being mandated to work. You decide I could use the overtime pay or the extra shift and you volunteer to work. Your job did not make you work. That's by your choice. You look at the Old Testament One of the Ten Commandments was remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. And I know we don't live under the Old Testament and I know we don't observe the Sabbath. But I I have to say this to paint my picture to where I'm going. At sunset on Friday evening, the Jews weren't to do anything. From sunset on Friday evening until sunset Saturday evening. As a orthodox true Jew, 
you better not lift your finger to do any type of work. They had to prepare their meals in advance so that there would be no cooking, no preparations, nothing. When it said, remember the Sabbath and keep it holy, God meant it. He meant keep it holy. To pick up a stick off the ground was a sin. To be in your own home and, and, and pick up a Swiffer. And I know they didn't have Swiffers back then. But you know, you, you just said, I just want to dust this off. That was a violation of the law. This was time dedicated. Set aside specifically to give reverence to God. You studied the, the scrolls. You, you listened to the word of God being read. You gave honor to God. This was a sacred time. And you had a choice. You could obey it. Or you could disobey it. But we, we know in most cases what the results were if you chose to disobey it. God just had a direct, immediate way of dealing with people. But now we don't, we don't observe the Sabbath. Not as under the Old Testament teaching. But we are commanded to come together upon the first day of the week. Amen, somebody. We are commanded to come together upon the first day of the week. And it's sad to say that for many, Sunday just don't mean anything anymore. We're living in a society now, people see Sunday, they say, well, that's my only day off from work. I need to chill. I need to chill. Y'all ever heard that? I need to chill out. I need to just relax. I need to do some things around the house. I need to cut my grass. I need to wash my car. Reggie, that's some parts I need to hit. And this is what I do for my relaxation. So I need to clean my ride up so when I ride through the park, I'm looking right. This is my only day to myself. And we even go as far as to say, I need to prepare for tomorrow. Coming to worship God is the last thing on many people's mind. And if we look around, then we're bombarded from the sports event. People said, I, I, ha- I have to choose whether or not I'm going to rise up and support my Falcons or I'm going to worship God. I have to choose whether or not I'm going to rise up, support the Falcons, or I'm, I'm, I need to go support the Atlanta Braves. Well, I spent all this money on a season ticket, but see, here's the question. You knew what day they played on before you bought it. Amen. So this, this isn't something that was bound upon you. You made the free will decision to say that I'm going to spend an extravagant amount of money to attend an event that I know is going to hinder my worship and my service to God. You made that decision. Sad, I've talked to people in the church. They, They ain't here at Locust Grove. Not anymore. 
And they said, Brother May, you know, you, you know, I, I, I just got to find me a church where the preacher just do the 15 minutes and sit down. And so I, I could get downtown to support this event. So really what you're saying, it, it's not about true worshiping. I just want to go through the routine. For my own self-conscious sake to say, I did it. But what I'm really more interested in is I want to see my team play. Folks, whether Sunday has lost its luster to you or not, Sunday is still important to God. And one day we're going to stand in judgment before this righteous, just God. One day we're going to stand before him. And the Bible said that we're going to give an account of the things that we've done yeah. in this body. Yeah, man. But the good or evil. Yeah. So therefore, you can, you can lose your luster. You can lose your gleam. You can lose your thrill and excitement about Sunday. But when you stand in judgment, you're going to come to find out Sunday still meant something to God. Yeah. So the reason I'm discussing and talking about this lesson is because we see as this world changes, as it constantly evolves, it is constantly tempting people and trying to promote a notion that, look, man. You can have God in your heart. You don't need to be around other people. Amen. That's, that's some of the foolishness I hear yeah. being promoted. God ain't in the building. God's supposed to be in your heart. So you can, you can worship God by yourself as if you're an island by yourself. That's not the way it's designed, folks. Amen. God has always been a big supporter of fellowship. Mm -hmm. And I was reading in Acts, what is it? Acts 27, I believe it is. Acts 27, the Bible says, And upon the first day of the week, when the disciples came together to break bread, Paul preached unto them, ready to depart on the morrow and continue his speech until midnight. It came together to break bread. When? First day of the week. Fellowship has always been an important key and an important factor in the developing of the church. Through fellowship, we get to know one another. Through fellowshipping, we get to learn about one another. Through fellowshipping, we can know what the cares and the concerns and the needs are of one another. And let me pause and say this. Brother Jackson, I appreciate the lesson this past Wednesday. And man, he brought out some points. Talking about hypocrites. Yeah. Yeah. You should have been here. Amen. Talking about hypocrites. Yeah. Brought out a point, and I said, Lord have mercy. How hypocrites don't like to tarry and hang out around church folks. All right. They don't. Hypocrites wear masks. See, if they hang around too long, you might really come to know who they are. And the sad thing is, what you're trying to disguise, God already knows. Man, I could talk about that lesson. 
I appreciate the lesson. I truly appreciate it. And and folks, we just got to be real. We, We walk around trying to live life, trying to impress and put on a show to to deceive and impress each other. Folks, God already know who you are. And it's only a matter of time he's going to expose you for who you are. Stop living your life in the eyes of other people. I'd rather you, I would rather you come up in here and say, man, I got a problem. Whether it's with women, whether it's with men, whether it's been, I don't care what it is. You can, you can just say, I got a problem and I'm trying to shake this thing. Man, what do you think the church is for? We don't, we don't need you coming up in, the, in here under false pretense. Talking about, well, I'm good. I'm all right. Well, if you're good and you're all right, why are you with somebody else's wife? Why are you with somebody else's husband? Why are you out there fornicating and doing the stuff that you're doing? You're not all right. And it troubled me that you would rather go to a, a meeting, and a, and a, an anonymous meeting, and you could tell a bunch of folks who ain't Christians yeah. about all of your, your your wickedness and your deceitfulness and all your stuff, and they can't even get a prayer through for you. Amen. But yet God has established yeah. Yeah. a place for you. Yeah. Well, you could come and lose all your guilty stains. Yes, I would rather a person to just come up and say, you know what? I'm struggling. Yeah. Because I know, I know some, 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 of you, some of you might not agree with it, but I don't care if you don't. Because you got to grow to the point to understand. I don't care how ragged somebody come up in through those doors. None of us have reached a point to condemn anybody. I'm here because I need help. I'm here because I need a savior. I'm here because I need forgiveness. Why are you here? Huh? Huh? Now, if you could, you could sit here today and tell me, well, I, I'm, not con- I'm not dependent upon the forgiveness of Jesus any longer. I don't need the blood any longer to cleanse me of any wrongdoing that I do or whatever. You know what? We need to hurry up and get you out of here now. I could think of some other things to do to you. I, I, would, I would prefer to take you into the watery grave and just hold you up under there. <laughs> but all of us are here for a reason. And we all are in need of a savior. But the world is trying to diminish in our hearts the importance of coming together. On the first day of the week. People say. Well can't you do it on other days of the week. No God said I want it on the first day of the week. God said that's the day I want it done on. Why? Why? Some would say it's no big deal. When the hearts of fools nothing is. But God has always been a God who understood what he wanted and how he wanted. You know, this thing that was preached back in the first century, the gospel. That was the preaching of this gospel about the death, burial, and the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. 
But now we hear people who don't want to acknowledge, who don't want to believe it. And there will be those who will not believe it until Jesus come back. Amen. Second Thessalonians chapter 1, the Bible teaches that, you know, in the last day, Jesus is going to return. Amen. With his angels in flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God and obey not yeah. the gospel. Yeah. There are those who are going to withstand and who's, they're not going to listen. But it's my job as a preacher, as an elder, as a brother in Christ who loves you, is to encourage you. Don't feed into that foolishness. Don't buy it. Because it is through the preaching and it was through the power of the gospel and through the resurrecting of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is where we have our hope. Amen. Folks, if Jesus had never gotten up, what would be our hope? Huh? If Christ had not been raised from the dead, the gospel that we preach today is all in vain. First Corinthians 15, 14. The preaching of the apostles would be considered emptiness and meaningless. It would be no more than them preaching and Talking about a fairy tale, a story of fiction. But we know better than that. If Christ had not been raised on the first day of the week, our faith would be in vain. Our belief in Christ would also be empty and would have no meaning to it. Because what would we base it on? What would we base it on, church? For our faith would be in a lie, a story, or a make-believe, not based upon the truth. And we know the truth. We know that on the third day he got up. Amen? Amen. We know he got up. If, if Christ had not been raised from the dead... The apostles were false witnesses. They all would be liars. First Corinthians 15, 15. They swore that God raised Jesus from the dead. Acts 2 and 32. That would mean what they, what they swore was a lie. But we know it was the truth. They claimed to spend 40 days with him after his resurrection. And they ate and drank with him. Acts 10, 39 through 41. That would be a lie. But we know it's not. If Christ had not been risen from the dead, there's no way it could have been deceived or mistaken. Either they told the truth or they were deliberate liars. Deceivers and frauds. But we know through the miraculous works and the things that they did, we know it's the truth. We know it's the truth. If Jesus had not been raised, folks, on that third day, which we call the first day of the week, we would still be in our sins. Amen? Because what event would have occurred to remit us of it? Huh? We will still be believers <laughs> who would believe after you die, that's just it. Like old Rover, he just rolled over. But we know there's more to it. Eternity only begins Amen. when you close your eyes. If Jesus had not been raised from the dead, Christians would be pitied. Because we would be walking around believing in something that's not real. But we know better. We sing songs to reinforce and to help us to understand because he lives. Amen. 
Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. We don't, we don't seek the world's pity. Regardless of how much they don't believe and how much they hate us, we don't seek their pity. We're in the right state. We're in the right condition. We're in the right fellowship. If anything, we pity them. We have favor. We have God. I love how, what Paul said in Romans 8.31. If God be for you. Who. Shall be against you. That's why in every Christian's walk. Of every Christian need to understand. He or she is the majority. Wherever they go. You don't, lead, you don't need large numbers. Amen. You got God. Amen. And you got the word to substantiate and confirm that if God be for you. Amen. Folks, you're already victorious. Amen. You're already a winner. <laughs> so folks, what like for you to take away from the first day of the week. They would like for you to lose your, your, your glimmer and your gleam for the first day of the week. To chase what? To chase a dollar. To enjoy the pleasures of your flesh. To do some things that, hey, if it's truly that important to you, you got six other days of the week. Help me out on something. Why, why is it folks always want to talk about, well, Sunday's the only time I have to do this. You have six other days out of, out of the week. Amen. If something is truly that important to you, there are some other things you could cancel out. But what people truly don't understand is the devil working in you. Amen. It's the devil working in you because he truly want to separate you from God. Right. Because we believe in the resurrection. Because we believe Jesus got up on the third day. Because we believe Sunday is still important. It verifies our justification. Romans 4, 24. Jesus claimed his blood would be adequate. Matthew 26 and 28. Because we believe. We have the blood. Which is able to cleanse us. And constantly cleanse us. That we may be presented. Holy. Acceptable. Worthy. So that when we pray. Our prayers can be heard. By God himself. By raising Jesus from the dead, God demonstrated his acceptance of Jesus as a sacrifice for our sins. Romans 8, 33 and 34. Because he got up, that was his acknowledgement of approval that, you know what? He did, a, he did the job right. We know he went to Calvary. We know he hung on the cross. We know he agonized. We know they put a spear in his side. We know he cried out. But let me tell you folks, it didn't end at Calvary. Jesus said, it is finished. Yes, he did. But it wasn't over. It wasn't over. It was over as far as everything he was required to do. But now, when they buried him, 
It was God. It was time for God to, dis- to demonstrate and to let everybody know. Once again, this is my beloved son. And whom I am what? Well pleased. And, and by God raising him from the dead. God sent out a message to make it clear and plain. You know what? He did it right. Even while we were yet sinners. And even while we were yet going about acting a fool and carrying on and everything. God said he did it right. That I may hold back my wrath. From destroying every single one of you. And we came, we were introduced to grace, mercy. And it's so sad that God being so graceful and so merciful that we would turn and take advantage of it and, and, and use it as something as if God is weak. Because we believe in the resurrection, it demonstrates the power available to us as Christians. Ephesians 1, 18 through 20. We have power, folks. We have power as Christians. The problem is we don't want to utilize the true power. We're always looking for a shortcut. To try to undermine and try to get to where we're trying to go instead of going through the true source. Instead of being connected to the true vine. Folks, we have power. Philippians 4.13 said, I can do what? All things through who? That what? Who's bigger than Christ? Huh? Who's bigger than Christ? Nobody. Well, if my power, if my strength, if I can do all things through him, you're going to tell me I don't have power? You just may not choose to utilize the power that's available. And that's why you will continue to fail. And even if you live this life and you accumulate much money, Many homes, nice cars, dress good and everything. You're going to die one day. You're going to die one day only to realize and to find out it was all vanity. It was all vanity. And the question you have to answer then, now what? Now what? Only to leave all of those belongings to somebody you don't know if they're going to act a fool or not. But one thing for sure, you won't take it with you. (laughs) Oh, being that Christ has been raised, it gives us hope concerning our own resurrection. Folks, we come here on, on the first day of the week to, to glorify God, to, to offer adoration. We sing praises. We acknowledge in just a short period of time designated for us to collectively come together. You can't even compare. Get, get a chalkboard and, and, and do a column on the left and a column on the right. And on the left, put God's blessings. You'll never stop listening. Matter of fact, even if you cut, if you make the cutoff right now and say, think back regarding all the blessings that God has blessed and sent your way, you still, the, the, the amazing thing, you can't even remember them. They're so abundant. You can't even remember. And even if you could remember most of them, 
there are still those that, you know what? You're not even knowledgeable of. And you put in your column how much time should I set aside to acknowledge and give thanks to a God who has done so much? Where, where did it come from, folks? Somebody help me out. Where did it come from that everybody is in such a rush now and, and, and worship is just not that important anymore? I want to know where you're where you going. Where you going on Sunday? Where you going on Sunday that what, when, when 12 o'clock come as if that's some international signal that hey I need to be up out of here where you going that's all I want to know you know I be tempted sometime but I said I'm not going to do it I'm not going to do it not yet I be tempted sometime to call up members doing the step you know who's not coming at 11 or one of the other and say hey I just called to see what you were doing What do you think members would say if we picked up our phones right now and called them and said, what's up? I heard it. They'll probably tell a lie. Well, I just wonder, how come you didn't say the service? Well, you know, I had to get home. You had to get home for what? Hanging around another couple of hours or so, you know what? Your house is still going to be there. Amen. Some of them same worldly folks you said you're going to hang out with, they just have to wait a couple hours. That's right. I'm going to do it one of these days. And y'all know I will. Just beware. So you could go and make your plan now to say, I just won't answer. And guess what? And God knows. Just remember that. But come on, folks. What what happened? What happened that changed the game that all of a sudden now Sunday and, and being around church folks is such a turn off? Did God change? Last I checked, he's still in the blessing business. He's still in the protecting business. He's still in the providing business. Well, help me out. What happened? What, 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 What has driven people away? That they don't see the importance of being among God's people. We're one body, folks. We're one body. What's out there that's more enticing? What's out there that can bless you better than God? Help me out. Maybe I'm so locked in my tunnel vision that I just can't see. Maybe you all can see things or maybe you're hearing something I'm not hearing or seeing. You got to believe, folks. You got to trust God. Amen. There's nothing in your life that should ever take the place of loving God with all your heart, mind, strength, and might. God should always be in the center. The center focus of your life. And whatever you don't have time to do because you serve God, you know what? It just can't be that important. Folks say, oh, I have an appointment I got to run to. Who made the appointment? (laughs) Who made the appointment? Hopefully you didn't let somebody just mandate you 
And a lot of times people trying to sell you something or do something, they will. They don't care about Sunday. They're trying to make a sale. They're trying to do what they need to do. They'll say, hey, how about Sunday? You need to just straight up just say, nope. Don't do business like that on Sunday. Or if you're going to do it, you do it late in the evening or whenever when it ain't going to interfere. No, I don't have the time because I have an appointment. I need to go talk to these folks. Why can't you talk to them later? Why does God always have to be pushed to the side? What if somebody is, is looking forward to seeing you? What if somebody is encouraged by seeing you? What if somebody is just looking to see your smile that day? Yeah. Now I got to go. Don't sound like you're thinking more of others than yourself. Amen. You got six other days. For somebody to sell you something. To come talk to you and everything. Why do you allow people to disrupt your day of worship? Why? You got time to go talk to somebody selling you something. But you don't have time to hang around in fellowship to encourage your brother or sister. Because we believe in the resurrection. It demands our complete loyalty. Romans 14 and 9. One of your brothers get Romans 14 and 9. It demands our complete loyalty. Jesus was raised and then exalted to become our Lord. Acts 2, 32 and 36. And thus our lives and service belong to him. Romans 14, 7 through 8 and 2 Corinthians 5, 15. You're either going to be on the team or you're not. What does Romans 14 and 9 say? For to this end Christ died and rose and lived again that he might be Lord of both the dead and the living. Mm. That he might be Lord of both dead and the living. Is that what your Bible say? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Is he your Lord today? Yeah. Huh? Is he your Lord today? Yeah. I remember Jesus said, why call ye me Lord, Lord, but you won't do the things that I command you. You're going to acknowledge somebody as your Lord. You're saying you have authority over me. Is he your Lord? You said, Brother Mayweather, people who need to hear this, they're not here. You need to ask them. No, I'm talking to the people who need to hear it. So that you don't become like them. Because, see, this this pathway is going to get, it's going to get even more narrow. I, I just truly believe that. This pathway is going to get even more narrow because you know what? When it really comes down, when the rubber meets the road and you're going to have to stand up for the truth and live it, you know what? It ain't in some folks. And I believe, I believe many, many today still got a lot of Peter before his conversion in him. And what I mean by that, when, when Peter denied Jesus yeah. before that rooster crow, yeah. a lot of us still got that version of Peter in us. Uh-huh. On Sunday, we put a mask on and we play the role. Uh-huh. We play the role well. But I say all the time, this is the easiest time of being a Christian. 
But there are people out there who want to enforce and, and, and impede upon you that you should accept unnatural things. Perverted behavior. And some of you got friends. Some of you got friends. Men switching and acting sissified like a woman. And, and women walking around looking harder than, than men. Some of you got friends and therefore you take, you take an opposition to what I preach up here and any other gospel preacher preach. And you get mad at the church. Because you can't decide who's really your Lord. And some have walked away from the church. Because their children chose to follow the unnatural way of thinking. Perverted ways of thinking. Some parents have, have, have turned their back on Jesus. Because their child want to live such an unnatural way of living, a perverted lifestyle, and they don't want to hear it preached anymore. It used to be amen, hallelujah, until their child came out. Oh, this, this, this pathway, this is going to get narrow. It's going to get narrow. Because some of us, we, we come here and holler, scream, shout, and make noise talking about Jesus is your Lord. But you're going to be faced with some situations out there in this world. And you're going to have to put up. Or you're going to have to deny. That's why the word of God said that won't be many that will be saved. That won't be many. Because some of us are fakes. But you don't have to be. Amen. 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 You don't have to be. You don't have to be. You know, the believer must never lose sight of the significance of the resurrection. And he should never lose sight of the significance of the first day of the week. You know, why, why do we eat of this bread and, and drink of this fruit of the vine every first day of the week? Why do we do it? To remember what Jesus suffered and went through. To remember how loving God is that he would give his best. We can't lose sight of that. That's our hope. Stop allowing people to pull you away from it. You have a right to say no. You have a right to worship God. Stop giving your rights away. I tell people all the time. If you really need me for something. On Sundays it's best not to call me between 9 and 2, 9 and 3. I ain't going to answer. You, why you got to be in church all day? I said, it, it ain't long enough. When I think of what God has done for me, when I think about his blessings and his goodness, it ain't long enough. Now you could choose to make the difference. But I know how good he's been to me. I know what he has brought me through. And I can't put God on a time clock and say, well, it's been three hours. That's enough. That's enough praising of God for one day. But you say you want to go to heaven. Quit lying. Quit lying. You know, I, I would just love it if people would just be honest and say, you know, I, I don't mind going to hell. I don't mind going to hell. I'm, I'm, tired of, I'm tired of walking around lying, acting like I really want to go to heaven. Man, I see it as hell 
just coming to church on Sunday. I can respect you better if you just say, you know what? Hey, ain't no need to call and bother me. I'm going to show up every now and then. But I'm letting you know, going to hell ain't no problem with me. Because if you were to make it to heaven, with the mindset that you have now, putting God on a time schedule, hey, three hours is enough. Four hours is enough, whatever. What are you going to do when time doesn't matter? What are you going to do? File a grievance and go into God and say, Man, look. Got to be something else to do up here. I walk down this street. The angels hollering, holy, holy, holy. I walk down this street. They hollering, worthy is the Lamb. Word is a lamb. I go everywhere I go. It's about worship. Gotta be something else going on up here. Heaven would be hell for you. So why not renew your mind? Why not renew your thinking? Why not consider your ways? And get it right while you have time. You just can't live any kind of way you want to. You just can't offer God what you think is acceptable unto God. And then die and make a demand to go to his heaven. It ain't going to work that way, folks. It's a prepared place. Yes, it is. For who? For prepared people. And those prepared people are the ones who acknowledge Jesus as Lord. And if he's your Lord, you're going to be here. You're going to support the work of the church. You're going to avail yourself. You're going to be faithful. That's all. Talking about, well, there are things I want to do. I might miss out in life, this and that. What, What can you compare to heaven? Jeff, what can you compare to heaven? Talking about missing out on. I like to go to the Grand Canyon one day. That's the only, I I said, that's the only thing on my quote unquote bucket list I haven't done. Drove by it several times, didn't have sense enough to stop. But do you think if I died and never went to the Grand Canyon, you think I'm going to say, man. I don't want to go to heaven. I ain't been to the Grand Canyon yet. Man, you crazy. You crazy. I don't care what I miss in this life. If dying in Christ come first, I ain't lost nothing. I haven't lost a thing. As Paul said, to live is. Christ. And to die is only gain. You better stop loving this world. You better stop loving this world. Because it will pull you out. It will pull you out. Just like like old slick rascal or or slick woman. They might not just come straight out and say I want to have sex with you but they'll bat their eyes or they'll They'll, 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 they'll present something. And next thing you know, you say, how did I end up right here? Because you engaged in it. Love not the world. Neither the things that are what? For all that is in this world of what? Lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, and what? These are not of God. That's all. I'm going to stop right there. These are not of God. I encourage you today. Leave here a better person than you did when you arrived. Leave here a better person. If nothing else, leave here with a fortified faith, a fortified spirit, and saying, you know what? I'm doing all right, but you know what? My goal is I'm going to do even better. 
And since you're doing so well and everything, how about helping somebody else? How about lending a hand to help somebody else? Everybody ain't doing as good as you. How about lending a helping hand? Everybody that's smiling today, everybody ain't smiling deep down. Some crying behind that mask. How about helping somebody? You're here today and you haven't surrendered your will to Christ to become a Christian. You haven't been baptized for the remission of your sin. Today is the day you need to do it. Today is the day you need to do it. Because time is running out. It's running out. I say all the time, boy, if today is my last sermon here and I drop dead afterwards, you know what? Just let it be known. He was for real. Amen. I'm for real about your soul, folks. I am. Get it right today. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You got to believe it, folks. Repent of your sins. Confess Christ to be the son of the living God. Be baptized today for the remission of your sin. Start that journey, folks, with your new name, your new passport, your new family, the new power. All presented unto you as a new child of God. For us who are members, hey, sometimes you need to go back and, and, and rededicate some things. Need to go back and rework that schedule. Sometimes you need to go back and check yourself. What am, what am I truly chasing? What am I really chasing after in this life? Come on, folks. Leave here better than you arrived. And give the angels a reason to rejoice in heaven. What's our song? 111.